Welcome to Shining Bright, the Farm Her radio show all about women doing great things. Women who are making the ordinary extraordinary. Women following their passion, taking action, and making a difference for themselves and others. Join me, Margie, as your host on Shining Bright by Farmher. Hello and welcome to Shining Bright. So I am back here in the studio and excited to be talking about some of the things that we've got on these today's episode and other upcoming episodes of Shining Bright. We have been out filming for season four of Farm Her, which airs on RFD TV and literally have been crisscrossing the country and uh, have met so many amazing women, have heard so many stories. And in line with everything that we are all about at Farm Herd, they're just everyday people. But uh, listening to their stories, hearing what makes them tick, why they've run after what they've run after, how they're managing it, how they're uh, dealing with the day to day, how they're growing it or not growing it and uh, where they're going with their farms or their roles in agriculture is all very exciting. And it leads me to um, my discussion about opportunity today. So um, to start this discussion about opportunity that we all have in front of us, no matter where you are, no matter who you are, no matter what you do, there is opportunity in something. But before we get into talking about that opportunity, I want to talk about taking the time to learn. So um, you've heard me talking in uh, previous shows recently about a program that I'm in. It's actually through Goldman Sachs. It's called the 10,000 Small Businesses Program. And it has been uh, somewhere in the neighborhood of a 12-week course that think of it like a college course, a crash course in business, but you work on your own business while you're in it. So it's it's so... Um, it's been so completely telling and so completely necessary. I didn't know that I needed it. And and the biggest issue going into this for me was I didn't think that I had the time to um, to do something like this, right? Like time. I, I know everybody out there listening is going, I have no time. So, um, you know, listen to me and, and hear me say you do have time, you know, to work on yourself. So, um Finding that time was probably the biggest issue that I faced in thinking that I needed to to take this class. And, um, you know, thinking that I even needed it in the first place because uh, my business, my project, Farm Her, you know, my third baby is, uh, it's running, it's, it's, it's going, it's doing fine, right? So why do I need to take a class about... Oh, Tony's over here shaking his head. The dog's on the ground and he's telling the dog she's my third baby. But <laughs> that the actually Farm Her was here before the dog was. So, um, but you know, I didn't think that I needed a class. But here is the thing that I, I think one of the biggest takeaways that I've learned is taking the time, finding the time in your already crazy full schedule, which I promised you can do because I, I literally didn't think that I had one more minute in the day. And somehow I've found the time to spend sometimes two to three hours per day on this class, sometimes less. And um, it has has been so incredibly valuable. Um, but, but taking the time to work on yourself, work on your business, work on your uh, whatever it is, your passion, your project, whatever that is, instead of like getting down in the details in it, is 
is actually super refreshing. And for me, it's given me a chance to kind of step back and look at Farm Her for what it is, remember why I started it, and re remember and really bring to light the things about it that matter to me. And um, so uh, it's been really invaluable. And I know that this class that I'm talking about is not in front of all of you. It may not be in your area. It may not be accessible. Uh, but I do know that whether it's farm credit or whether it's uh, um, you know your local banker or an insurance company or uh, you know extension or something like that, that there are so many opportunities out there to learn about something, and you know pushing yourself to go attend one thing. It doesn't have to be a whole series of classes. Just one thing can start to make a difference for you. And, um, you know, when I talk about time, and I, I know in the back of all of your minds, you're going, I don't have the time. I have all these things to do every day. I have accounts payable. I got, I got all the, the detail of running this business, you know, that's weighing down on me. But, but when you give yourself that time for, for some clarity, it's really amazing. I've spent the last three weeks, uh, we've been filming and I've been juggling this class on the in-between. So we get to the hotel at nine o'clock at night. And I think there is absolutely no way that I can sit down and think about this. But I push myself to do it because there's accountability on the other end. There's people depending on me to participate in the class. And I said I would do it. So I'm going to. And in the end, uh, even though there were some long, tiring nights, um, it has come to a really, really solid and valuable conclusion for me and myself personally and for Farm Her as a business. So take that time. Stick with us. We're going to talk opportunity up next here on Shining Bright by Farm Her. Welcome back. We are here on Shining Bright by Farm Her. So for all of you out there who have been listening to past episodes and today, we want to hear what you have to say. Um, we've got a phone line here, 515-444-5261. And you have to call in, wait through the message, and then leave um, some comments for us. You know, what do you like? What do you not like? Uh, tell us about yourself. Tell us a little bit about your story. Um, share a little tidbit. Maybe tell me a joke. I mean, you know, something to make me laugh. Whatever, whatever you might have. Seriously, call and tell it to us, and we may get that right up here on Shining Bright on a future episode. So again, that phone number is five one five four 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 five two six one. Wait through the message leave your voice message, and it just might show up here on Shining Bright. We love to have that feedback, and we love to have that uh, discussion with you. This is not a live show, so we do require, or we do rely on uh, these uh, types of uh, feedback mechanisms sometimes. And so um, I would invite you all to do that. Again, one more time, 515-444-5261 to leave a message about anything going on in your world that you want to tell us here on Shining Bright. So today's episode is all about what is your opportunity. And I uh, opened this, this um, 
show up by talking about taking the time to learn. And me even thinking about my opportunity all started with taking some time to learn. And let me let me step back a little bit and and talk to you about how opportunity wasn't even really like a thought process that I was having. I mean, we have great ideas for Farm Her all of the time. Like, let's go do this. Oh, what about this? You know, we've we've got this like almost barrage of ideas daily, monthly, every year. And we we do our best to try to sit down and think about those and make the make the right decisions and run after the ones that think uh, that we think make the most sense. But really, um, you know, that has been scattering us like far and wide. And I feel like it's been tough to kind of go, where are we going and what are we doing and what message is everybody getting from us? So in going through this class, I learned very quickly that the biggest thing that we can do as a business, as a project, as a person, whatever that is, and and this has really changed my way of thinking, whether it is the business or it is my personal life, what is that opportunity that's in front of you? And not what are the 10 opportunities that are in front of you, but what is the one that makes the most sense today and is the most viable today that will help you build whatever it is that you're doing now and have a more stable foundation as you move forward. So what is your opportunity? And um, in thinking about that, like I said, it's it's really changed the, so many ways that I think about myself. So for example, even I'm going to pick on Tony, my husband, um, you know, he is a musician and we were just talking about this, like, you know, you, you have all these things that you want to do and you have all these uh, great ideas and you're, you're out there doing a lot of them, right? But it is so healthy, I think, to just keep in the back of your mind like, what is it that I want out of this? And uh, there's a number of steps that we're going to walk through in the next few segments about focusing on your opportunity. But for me, and this is actually one of the last steps in the class that I went through, but for me, um, the biggest step it is first I went to learn, right? But the next biggest step was sitting down and really thinking about what I want. What do I want? What do I want to do with FarmHer? What what is my role? And how do I want to make that happen? And so while in the beginning FarmHer was, it still is a photo project. I love taking pictures. There's nothing more exciting to me than seeing the pictures come off of my camera, um, you know, after a week of filming like last week and, and sitting down and, and just opening those up and going, oh my gosh, this, this captured this lady. And I am so excited about that. Um, it started with that passion and telling stories, right? And whether those stories were through photos, whether they were through written words, whether they were through me talking, it was the stories of people. And I love to tell a story about a person and to show all of the amazing parts about that person. It is something that like charges me up. And so telling those stories, um, you know, really drilling down for me, what I wanted to do is I want to tell those stories, right? And we all know that there's all the other fray that happens with anything, right? Like you, you got to do all the the cruddy stuff too. But when I boil it down, I want to go film for the TV show. I want to go photograph these women. I want to write down their stories and I want to share those with all of you. And I want to talk about them right here on the radio. And that's what I want to do. That's what I love to do. That's what I think I've I've gotten better at. Um, you know, when I first started this, I can't say that I knew what in the heck I was doing. 
But now when I step back and, and look at these stories that we're able to tell and we're able to put out there, I'm so proud of them. And so, um, you know, knowing what you want to do, whether it's in your personal life, whether it's in your business life, whether you're an employee of a company, whether you are running your own company, whether you have a project that isn't even a company, it doesn't matter. But the biggest step to me in thinking about opportunity that lies in front of you is is first knowing what you want to do. Because if you don't know that, you're going to run at anything and everything. And sometimes that's not a bad thing, right? Like you have to try things before you know what you want. And I can truly tell you that 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 has been a learning process for me. Um, you know, four years ago, I would have never told you that I want to go uh, keep filming this TV show. And I would have never said I want to sit down and talk about uh, these women and talk to these women on a radio show. But when I think about the root of it, again, it's those stories. And so I challenge all of you to do a little deep digging and think, think about um, you know, not like I'm not I'm not talking about overall like the whole universe that you have in front of you, but but if you're thinking about one area of your life, right? What is what is it that you want to do? And I think sometimes that's super scary, right? Um, because I don't know, for for me, like actually telling people that I love to do the TV show and I love to do the radio show, I don't know why that sounded scary to me, but putting it out there has has actually given me like a lot of peace and comfort in like confidence and like, I got this, this is what I do. Right. And so, uh, that, that has probably been the thing that has driven me focusing on all of the opportunities and, and drilling those down in front of me. So, um, knowing what I want to do and how I want to do it. So I have that clear vision for myself. And we talked about vision a few episodes ago, but this goes right along with once you know what you want to do, you know, writing that vision down of how you're going to do it, right? So um, we went through this this um, exercise in our, our class, and I think it's so valuable to just stop, close your eyes, and think about, don't close your eyes if you're driving, <laughs> uh, but, you know, stop and think about in a year, in two years, in five years, what the world around you, what you want it to look like, who you want to be surrounded with, where you want to be doing that, And that is your vision. Like that, that's what you can envision for yourself. And uh, write that down, right? You got to know what you want. You got to have a vision of how you're going to get there. And then you have to decide uh, what the opportunity is in front of you. So uh, I have exhausted another segment here. So I want to remind all of you that we would love to hear from you. You can call and leave us a message at 515-444-5261. And it may just appear here on Shining Bright by Farm Her on a future episode. So thank you for sticking with us. In the next segment, we are going to be talking about how to really define that opportunity that is in front of you. And again, We all have opportunities out there in front of us. Welcome back to Shining Bright. So uh, here in this segment, we are going to be drilling down into and talking about opportunity. And I know 
from seeing it and being there and listening to the stories and reading uh, the things I see online and watching the news. This is one of the toughest economic times for farmers out there. Uh, we've had, you know, record rains, you know, erratic weather, crazy commodity prices, so many different pressures. And I think it's probably the hardest thing to think about opportunity in front of you when all you can think of is all the difficult things in front of you. But um, you all do have something going on already, right? Like you as a person have uh, a brand of who you are. You may have a functioning business. Maybe it's been around for generations. You've got something solid and stable already. So thinking about that opportunity in front of you, whatever that might be, I think is a really clarifying thing, especially in the hard times, because I went into this class uh, being kind of frustrated about some of the areas uh, that we were were doing with FarmHer and not really sure what to do and just feeling kind of drugged down about it. And it it has provided so much clarity to really think about what parts of what I do can be successful and can be more successful and how to create opportunity around those. So the very first thing, as, as we talked about, you know, spending some time working um, on yourself, your business, your your passion, whatever that is, it matters. And knowing what you want, like what you want to do and and your vision of how you're going to get there is uh, the the beginning steps. But once you you think about it, let, let's drill down. And I'm going to talk about this from a standpoint, say there's somebody out there who wants to start a blog or a vlog, right? Um, you've been thinking about it. You've been thinking about creating this brand, but you're really not sure what to do. So the first question that you need to ask is what is the need out there? Why do you think that you can help somebody with this blog or vlog? You know, what is it that people are needing that they're not getting? And maybe you read blogs and you think, oh man, people aren't talking about this piece of something. Um, or you, you watch vlogs and you think they're, they're just not like hitting on this one topic. So maybe there's something out there that is needed still that you have thought about, right? That kind of, uh, in, in the class, they call it a pain point. What is it that people are needing that they maybe aren't getting that, that you could provide? through something that you're already doing or a quality that you have about yourself uh, through that opportunity that might be in front of you. So assessing what that is, is the very big first step. And then um, next, you need to look at what the market is for this new idea. So if you're going to start this blog, who are you going to talk to, right? Are you trying to talk to women who are on farms, a part of farms, a part of the agriculture community in one way or another? That that would be our farm her opportunity, right? That's our market. We want to talk to you. We want to share these stories with you. Um, but but who do you want to talk to? Do you want to talk to the general consumer out there? You know, do you want to talk to the mom at the grocery store? Do you want to talk to uh, uh, the men who? make a purchase decision about this, that, or the other? Do you want to talk to the people who are, you know, uh, thinking about financing? W- whatever that is, uh, knowing who you want to talk to, I think is one of the biggest things. Um, and so, like I said, for us, you know, knowing that I want to talk to, I want to talk to the women who are just like the women that that we shine a light on. And really like our universe is so big. 
it could be women who care about food. It could be women who like to grow a little bit of their own food. It could be women who grow a lot of food, who want to feed the whole entire world. You know, it, it could be anywhere in between, but somebody who has that care for the land, that connection to the land, maybe they love animals, maybe they have one, maybe they have 10,000 of them. You know, maybe they have a few chickens for their own eggs in the backyard. It it doesn't matter to me that that is our entire Farm Her universe. So knowing that and writing that down helps um, know like what what is the market out there? Like, is there going to be somebody that's going to listen to to what you're going to say or what you're going to give them or be there to uh, take up that service that you've got? Um, and then what is your advantage? What makes you unique? What are you going to provide that's going to be different or better than the person that wrote the blog, uh, you know, a, a few days ago about um, the difficulties in the dairy world, right? What What's going to make your idea or your take on it unique and different? Is it you? Is it is it your take on it? You know, um, one unique thing about me that I didn't realize going into Farm Her and, and understand that I, I have functioned for six years without really thinking about opportunity. I, I, I did, but not in a real driven sort of way. Um, I don't farm. And so I think that that's something that makes me unique because I am kind of an outsider. I mean, I grew up in the country. My grandparents farmed. I, I've got friends who farm. I worked in the ag industry for 11 years. So I know some enough about it to like make me dangerous, really. Um, but I don't spend my every day on a farm. And so I have a unique perspective and that's one of, I go into it and I'm looking for the beauty that these women bring to uh, their every day. And that's not always a perspective you can have when you're in it every day. I mean, let's be honest, it's not easy work. It's, uh, you know, um, we're going to be talking to someone coming up here on the next segment who it's, it's really like really poopy work, right? (laughs) It's, it's not always pretty. Um, but what is it that makes you unique? And like I said, for me, I, I think that um, because I don't farm, I have an ability to look at these women and at these farms and tell their story in a different way than I might if I was on it on a farm working every day. So, um, and, and, you know, you don't have to share this with anybody else because sometimes it's really hard to say, I am unique because A, B, C, and D, right? Like it feels a little bit tough to to identify those things about yourself, but do it, write it down. And, you know, the more you look at it, the more that you focus on that, the more you'll probably actually believe that. So what what is your advantage? What makes you unique? And then will it work? You know, start putting the numbers down. And this is one of the really uh, big things that I have learned. So um, my first goal with FarmHer, very first goal, uh, other than, you know, take these pictures and get them out there for the world to see. But farm her as a business, farm her as a long-term thing was make enough money to pay an accountant um, before you even pay yourself to pay an accountant to do things right. Because I am not an accounting person. I don't love dealing with the book work. I don't love uh, drilling down into the finances, but I have learned that, you know, having the proper book work done and knowing your financials, knowing your numbers and really understanding what, is making money in your business, what is costing you money in your business. And, uh, you, you know, having a really great understanding of those financials really, really, really does matter. And that's what will help you identify 
this new opportunity, right? Like, will it work? Well, let me see what has worked and what hasn't worked in the past. And to do that, you got to have got to have those financial pieces and, and do a little bit of the hard work. So if you're like me and you are not a financial person, um, what I've done is, you know, found people in my network that are and that I can trust or uh, sit down with your accountant and ask some of the questions that might sound silly or that you think they sound silly, but they're not. It doesn't matter. You know, the, the biggest thing is understanding where you're coming from. Um, so again, you know, just to recap, you know, that opportunity is out in front of you for all of us, you know, so knowing what you want to do, looking at the need out there, looking at the market and who you're going to talk to, knowing what makes you unique and then really doing the hard work to see if it'll work financially. That's your opportunity. Stick with us. We'll be right back here on Shining Bright. Welcome back to Shining Bright. So in uh, the same discussion that we have been having throughout this episode about what is your opportunity, I have a guest on. Welcome, Amanda Freund. Hi, Margie. Thanks for having me. Yes, yes. So um, your name still, I have to say it in my head before I say it out loud still, even though we just visited Amanda and her family at their dairy in Connecticut. We were in Connecticut, right? Yeah. Oh, my goodness. Uh, that was a, whirl, a, <laughs> whirlwind a whirlwind traveling week of <laughs> we started in New York and we went to uh, Connecticut and then Rhode Island. And actually, we ended in Massachusetts, even though we didn't know we were going to. So uh, just to add more world to the wind um, on that one. But Amanda and her family uh, have a generational dairy and many other things um, going on with their farm there in Connecticut. And so talking about opportunities, you know, um, obviously the the world of agriculture is in a very tough spot right now. Um, we have, you know, massive amounts of moisture that have made it tough for planting for people all through the Midwest this year. And um, you've got all different types of weather situations that have made it tough all over the country. And uh, you've got markets, you've got commodity prices, you've got the situation in the dairy world. So, um, you know, I, I feel like everybody out there listening has uh, probably going, yeah, 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 I hear you. And I know it's tough. And so why are we talking about opportunities right now? Right. Um, but I, to me, I think it's a perfect time because uh, when I look at a business like yours, Amanda, um, you guys have a functioning, a well-functioning business, but you're always like, uh, to me, outside looking in, assessing for those opportunities. So let's take this back a little bit, uh, setting that stage there. Why don't you tell me a little bit about your family's farm history and uh, kind of what your farm looks like today? Absolutely. So uh, one of my favorite stories to tell, and every time when I'm in a group of people, like I get the uh, the response of, Oh, um, but my grandpa was from the Bronx. He was a city boy. And so he just happened to uh, visit a buddy that he made in the, in the war back in the 19, early, late 1940s. And he fell off the back of a pickup truck and the nurse that wrapped up his knee became my grandma. And so um, that was, 
That was the, thank you. That's exactly the response that I'm looking for. Yeah. Um, So 1949, um, Eugene and Esther Freund started milking some cows in in a big old red barn. Um, And at the time, that was not uncommon. There was a lot of people. I mean, there was 6,200 dairy farms in the state of Connecticut in 1950. And today we have just less than 100. Mm -hmm. So um, the dairies that are still here have, have done a number of different things to stay viable. And so um, in Connecticut, we, and in New England, uh, we have this unique opportunity because um, while it is challenging to have as many neighbors as close as we do to our our barn and our farm fields, on, on the other side, the flip side of that is that we have that many more people that we can connect with and have direct to consumer sales. So the first iteration of diversifying this dairy business was when my mom uh, married the farmer's son and decided to, to take on a, a different project other than milking cows. And so she started to expand on our, our roadside corn stand and started growing pumpkins and squash and peppers. And in the past 35 years, that has evolved into a year-round farm market, bakery, garden center, catering business. But it, it genuinely started with a bushel basket of sweet corn on the side of the road in August. Um, and, and, but we can do that because we, we have, you know, 2,500 people living in our town and we have a lot of folks that come up to this area during, during the weekend to, to stay at the local campground. Um, and then, uh, after that, my back in the late 90s, um, recognizing that environmental regulations were, were going to get more strict and we needed to be more mindful of how we manage that other stuff our cows give us. Mm-hmm. So there's a, a milk truck that shows up every day to pick up our milk, but nobody's sending a truck to pick up our manure. <laughs> right, right. And there's a lot so, of it. I, I saw it and we talked about it's How much manure does a cow make every day? My favorite question to ask anybody, especially when they give me a lowball answer. So the average cow on this farm, the average mature cow, is giving us 100 pounds of manure per day. That just makes me feel overwhelmed. <laughs> <laughs> so, and that's the thing. It can be overwhelming if you don't have the system and infrastructure in place to properly manage it. And most dairy farms in this country are are equipped to handle it, but... Um, we, we wanted to find a way to add value to this product rather than it being a cost center because it has great value to fertilizing our cropland, but it costs us money every time we're loading up the truck and the spreader to go bring it out. Um, and so we invented, my dad invented a product we call cow pots. So we're actually forming a biodegradable planting pot here on our farm using our cow's composted manure and we ship it all over the world. It is so cool. I, um, you know, in, in spending the time there on your farm, I learned that you guys have a methane digester and it's kind of um, older, I guess I would say, right? I mean, um, can you tell us a little bit about that? Because that's, that's like the key, um, putting that in was the key to be able to utilize that product. Yeah, so the methane digester was installed back in 1997, and at the time, the the purpose that it was serving for us was that it would allow us to separate the liquids from the solids of our manure, because then we would have the ability to 
pump those liquids because it's as viscous as water. It's, it's a very, um, it's, it's not clumpy or, you know, so we could use a dragline system. So we did it because we wanted to have an efficiency with our fertilizing. We wanted to be able to use one tractor out in the field and, and just be able to pump that manure um, for, for cropping. So, but then the, the kind of golden nugget, and at the time we wouldn't have described it as such, but <laughs> on the other side of that, we had this separated solid. And so my, my dad got to be able to start imagining what else we could do with this solid material. And so, you know, we had landscapers that would come by and we would give them a, a bucket load of, of the separated composted solid, but... Um, that can only travel so far. Nobody's going to come more than 20 miles to pick up a, puck, a, a load of manure. So um, he literally started in our farmhouse kitchen with a handful of this separated digested solid and started with Elmer's glue and beeswax and any sticky substance he could imagine to see what he could create. Um, but we, we couldn't have even had that light bulb moment unless we, without having invested in that methane digester, which to this day, we're able to heat our house and our hot water burning that biogas instead of using propane or heating oil. Yeah. I, I just couldn't believe, like, I feel like everywhere we turned at your farm, you guys were, um, you had something that you'd invested in and, and that's the difficult part, right? And especially when you talk about a down economy where y- you've invested in this, but in the long run, it's created this diversity and these opportunities for your family and for the farm and for uh, the longevity of everything you do. So we're going to go to break here. But when we come back, I want to dig in more and talk about how you guys have, uh, how you think about assessing these opportunities, because I think that's the key, right? Like it's, it's one thing to say, yeah, we did this, but let's dig in a little bit more and talk about why you did this. And, uh, so everybody be sure to head over to farmhair.com to check out the stories, the blogs, the pictures, all the good stuff. Stick with us here on shining bright. We'll be right back. Welcome back to Shining Bright. We are talking to Amanda Freund, and um, we started in the last segment talking about some of those opportunities that their family has gone after. And Amanda, I'd, I'd love to dig in a little bit more. I know in talking to your mom, um, you know, the opportunity of the farm market really grew out of necessity, right? Um, you know, it, it wasn't like she was like, I'm going to start this big farm market. It was um, well, I have little kids and realistically, you know, we need to change some of the things we're doing. And, and, um, so if you could talk a little bit about, um, maybe, maybe let's start with the farm market, you know, with that opportunity, because I realize in the beginning it might be out of necessity, but what is it that you guys do on the backside when you think about how that farm market has grown and it has really grown? I mean, it's a, it's a fully stocked store. It's a greenhouse. Uh, you've got many employees, um, how do you guys look at those opportunities from the backside and go, you know what, now it's time to grow and, and to push this? Right. And I, I'm, I wish that I could 
define like a very um, structured kind of course of action for how we evaluate business opportunities. I've definitely sat through plenty of workshops with Farm Credit East and, and other organizations explaining how to have like that framework, that structure. Um, but, but life doesn't always play out that way. So right. with the farm market, I mean, she literally had, so what was on the side of the road then became, um, it, it filled the two bay car garage that was associated with the farmhouse. And then, you know, come fall, she was spilling out into the driveway with corn stalks and pumpkins and mums. And like, she just exceeded the space that she had taken many years to fill. And so, um, you know, and this, this market of hers actually started as, as a partnership. So my dad and my mom, um, were partnered with my uncle and his wife. And it was discovered a, you know, a few years into this arrangement that my mom is, she is a powerful and, and passionate and driven woman, yeah. but having partners is not for her. And so <laughs> actually bef- before we even expanded into the market that we're in now, it was realized that she needed to buy those partners out because for her to pursue the mission that she had, um, she had to do it by herself. And so um, that was an interesting kind of pursuit on our on our farm business. Um, but in the end, it worked out. It was challenging conversations at the time. But yeah. um, so once we built that farm market, um, she actually was um, eager to include a greenhouse. And she didn't necessarily have the financial means to, to go to the bank and say, I'm just going to build this. So there is a program through our Department of Ag, which I think many departments of ag have. Um, it was an ag viability grant. And she actually, it was first come, first serve. And she showed up into downtown Hartford in the evening, the day before the grant application was due. And she sat on the sidewalk overnight so that she could be the first to hand in that grant application. I don't doubt. After meeting her, I don't doubt that one bit and good for her. <laughs> Um, but I think I think there are some very real, honest conversations that happen. We don't necessarily, um, you know, fill out a, a, a spreadsheet to determine what investment is better than another. Um, and we have had some flops. We yes. thought we could do an ice cream scoop shop here and discovered, yeah, that's not really going to work out. <laughs> yeah. And I think that's an important part of the discussion too, right? Like you, you see opportunities and you go after them and and you do your best to assess how or, or why that's going to be successful. And sometimes it just doesn't work out that way because it's, it's still a forecast, right? Like you're still, you're still making assumptions when you go into these things. Absolutely. But, but to, and I, I think sometimes when, when, when especially young farmers uh, walk into our market and it is overwhelming. I mean, she has, she has, filled that space and, and we have a commercial kitchen and we have this greenhouse. Like there's a lot of capital investments that have been made, but it, it didn't happen overnight. It literally took 30 years to get from, 
from being in our, our garage to being where we are now. And so, you know, each year we, we kind of add to our, our portfolio. So, you know, we start adding cut flower bouquets to what we're offering. And then we have live plants that we are selling. So um, it, it wasn't as much. And we, we were selling um, pies that were being baked by, by somebody else before we realized there's a taste. For, for baked goods coming from our market, maybe there's an opportunity for us to do our own baking. Right. Well, I I love this, um, you know, kind of stair-step method that you guys have taken. And I have a feeling you're going to tell me the same thing if we talk about the cow pots business, right? Like um, that has grown and grown a lot. And, um, you know, how, how do you assess those new opportunities when it comes to cow pots? Right. So, and with cow pots, it was it was very much relying on on the dairy farm to to support it until it had its own legs mm-hmm. and um granted we're in a new you know new economic situation with dairy farming but all along like dairy farmers have been very with good reason cautious about embracing risk right. and so to to kind of start throwing money at this concept that didn't even, I mean, people didn't even know what it was. Like we had to educate, um, you know, growers and garden centers why we were making a pot out of manure. But um, so we were able to partner up with a retired engineer that lived locally who was looking for an interesting project to sink his teeth into. Um, And our very first grant was from the Northeast Sustainable Agriculture Research and Education Program, mm-hmm. and we got $700. And it wasn't a lot, but it was a starting point for us to be able to put some money into this idea and um, see, see what we might be able to build if there was actually something tangible there. Um, and so that was – and then moving forward – uh, when we started to look at some larger grant opportunities, we had one already under our belt and we could prove that we had accountability and that we actually built the product that we said we were going to. Um, but we we literally were making these cow pots in one day of our farm shop for the first three years mm-hmm. to just prove the concept. Yeah. So it's uh, it's not looking like taking on massive investment up front to, to, you know, see if you can make it work. It's using what you have and uh, proving that you can make it work and then running at it. And I love this concept. Um, Amanda, this has been awesome. There is so, so, so much more. I know that we could, I feel like we could write a book about diversity and opportunity uh, in looking at your, your family's operation. Um, But Thank you so much for sharing some of the insights that, that you have. Absolutely. And, and I think I, I would like to just say that this is, um, this is not, this is nothing cookie cutter about what we do, right. but it, it definitely is. I mean, there's blood, sweat, equity in everything that we've got here, but um, it's, and when you've got a new product and a new concept, I mean, it is, this day, sometimes it feels like an uphill battle, but uh, we we are really proud to share our story. And people, when they get to talk about why we're doing what we're doing, 
I mean, that's that's what it takes. Yeah. Well, thank you so much for talking about it. Welcome back to Shining Bright. Isn't Amanda awesome? We had such a good time when we visited her farm. And I don't want to just say her farm, her family's farm, right? Like they have so many cool things going on. And um, they are people who see opportunity in front of them. And like she said, they may not have like a super, you know, uh, detailed process, but, but they aren't afraid of a little bit of risk, a little bit of calculated risk. And I guarantee that they know their numbers. You know, they know what's working and what's not and where they can take that calculated risk. And uh, they go after it. And it has proved to be a good thing because one thing that we didn't talk about, her mom is uh, runs that farm store. She's there full time. She's probably there way more than full time, realistically. Her dad is on the farm. Her uncle is on the farm. Amanda has come back to the farm. Uh, her younger sister is there as well and her brother. And um, so this is an operation that can truly support a variety of family members, multiple generations doing, and they're all working in their own area, really like running at what they want to do. And uh, by taking those risks and seeing the opportunity in front of them, uh, it's it's such a unique thing. So um, what we didn't get to say, you can follow Amanda on uh, Instagram. She's at Cowpots Girl. So uh, definitely check that out and you can see more from Amanda there. So um, in wrapping up this discussion about opportunity, again, I, I want to remind all of you that we all have an opportunity in front of us and it may not look like an opportunity to grow your business. It may look like an opportunity to make a change in in something that you're doing, right? It may uh, require stepping back before you can run forward again, right? Maybe you have been running after the wrong thing and maybe you need to, to take a step to the side or take a step back and, and you've realized this and you've figured this out and that's okay, you know, because you know that the opportunity is still out there in front of you. So sometimes the path to get to the opportunity is windy for sure. Let me tell you. Um, but, but, you know, there is opportunity and and it looks different for all of us. And so I want to talk one more time again about knowing what you want, knowing what you will never be able to really define what that opportunity is if you don't know what you want to do beforehand. And I realize that, that it may not just be you. You may have a team around you that's making all these things happen, but you have to know who you are, what you want to do, and make sure that everybody else understands that if you're going to lead a team forward towards this opportunity or run at it on your own, right? And to me, that's, that's just the biggest key. So I was sitting in this class the very first week. There's there's a mix of in-person and online classes. And um, I was sitting in this class the very first week. And um, the last thing that I remembered when I walked out of that class that day was one of the instructors said, this is what I'm going to leave you with this weekend. Be bold. Two words, be bold, Right. You all have great opportunities in front of you, 
but you have to be bold to go after those opportunities. And this was so early on in the class, but I wrote a whole bunch of notes down on the back of a Subway coupon that I had in my purse. And the interesting thing is what I've boiled down to over the last 12 weeks is very similar to what I wrote on that Subway coupon. And I wrote the words be bold at the bottom of it. And I I walked out of that class and I um, got to my car and I had a voicemail from my dad that my uncle had passed away suddenly. And I, I, you know, coming off this high of be bold. And then I hear this, this life changing situation that just, you know, broke my heart. Uh, one of the best men I will ever know had, uh, he was gone too soon. Right. And it was suddenly, and nobody expected it. And it, it just piled on to that. You don't get tomorrow. You don't get tomorrow promised to you. So if you're going to be bold, go be bold today. And so that weekend I went and I sent an email that I've been thinking about sending for a long time, but I was scared to send it. I was scared of what somebody would think of me if I sent it to the person that I was sending it to. I was being very bold and I was going after something that I had only let live in one corner of my brain, but I wasn't telling anybody else. Tony knew about it, but nobody else, right? And so I went and I sent that email. And guess what? That person didn't laugh. They said, good for you. And, um, you know, I don't, I don't know where it'll take me. I don't know where it'll take farm her. It may, it may be nothing, right? But I sent it and I did it and I was bold and nothing happened. The world didn't come crashing down. But if you're going to be bold, go be bold today, but have a plan, have a plan, know what you want, know what your opportunity is and be bold. Everybody, thank you so much for joining me on Shining Bright this week. You've been listening to Shining Bright by Farmhood. Be sure to listen Saturdays at noon and Sundays at 1 p.m. Eastern on SiriusXM's Rural Radio 147 and the SiriusXM app. And now, go shine bright. Next week on Shining Bright, we're going to be talking about working on your business. We'll talk to a few women who have done an amazing job at not only getting a business up and going, but how they work on their business from the outside, right? Like they have full-time jobs and then they manage these businesses as well. So stick with us to hear more about working on your business next week on Shining Bright by Farmer.